millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hey, hello one and all, and a happy 2022. It's going to be better than 2021, that's for sure. And it's going to knock spots off of 2020. So this is just a little bonus episode, really. Just a little summary of the episodes that we had during 2021. And they started with episode 99, which was Amy Beager, which was quickly followed by the centenary episode. I initially kept the guest for this episode a secret right up until the very last knock-ins. And it was, of course, yours truly. Me interviewing me. And as much as it was funny, strange, sad, weird, it was well worth the 32 hours of editing it took to bring that show together. And although it was the second most listened to episode of 2020, it was by far the episode that conjured up the most likes, messages, comments, what have you. And if you're yet to hear it, I recommend you go and have a listen. Then after that, we had Joe's Art History Podcast, which has just started a new season. Then Art Forger David Henty. That was a lot of fun to record. Oh man, episode 103 was Darren Garwood. Darren is father to Jackson, who is a toddler with a life-limiting disease. And although Jackson can't communicate or move during his waking hours... Darren and his wife often wondered if Jackson could move and play while he was dreaming, you know. So he decided to write these beautiful little storybooks that when Jackson goes to sleep, he turns into Jackson's superhero. (laughs) Don't get much better than that, right? Episode 104 was Skip Gallery when I spoke to Catherine Borowski. And as much as I enjoy every episode for different reasons, this was one of my favourites from the year. Oh, episode 105, that was the passing of Dougie Fields. Dougie was one of the most bold and flamboyant figures of the art world and the first artist to write to me while I was in prison and ultimately the first artist to be featured on this podcast. 
Yeah, he sadly passed at the start of last year. I spoke to comedian and TV presenter Jenny Eclair after that. That was damn good fun. Kate Murdoch, episode 107. Kate was one of the artists that I wanted to appear on the podcast before I'd even started the podcast. We had comedy actress Katie Wicks on episode 110. That was followed by Michael Pepia, episode 111. That was the most intimidating episode since Maggie Hambling. He was Bacon's personal biographer and a bit of a bloody legend in the art world. He contacted me a couple of weeks ago actually with an invite to his private view at the Royal Academy. That'll be my first private view there. Then there was another TV presenter after that, Annika Rice. And if you're old enough to remember her programme in the 80s, Challenge Annika, she used to run around the country doing challenges, being flown in a helicopter or driven in a beach buggy. And it turned out that Ben Oakley from the Ben Oakley Gallery was the young lad at the time who was driving that beach buggy. That's pretty cool, wasn't it? Episode 115, Jeffrey Harrison, that was in two parts. And it was in two parts because during our conversation, the first half he was telling me about his day job, which is working at the Samaritans, from which I was asking him lots of questions. And when I was listening to it back, I just thought it was so relevant and important to anyone who might be in a sticky situation and in need of someone like that, you know? So the first half was mainly talking about his day job and the second half, his other job, being a painter. Which is where we started the 97%er gang. That was something that came out of the blue. You'll have to go and listen to episode 115 to find out what that was. And then for several episodes after that, featured artists from both Art Below's Art in the Age of Now, which was at Fulham Town Hall, and several of the artists that were featured in the Kensington and Chelsea Art Week. And some of the artists featured in both of those were MC Lammas and Abigail Fallis, Orlando Broom, that was a great one, Louisa Hall, Edie Baker, Lily Lewis, Lee Baker from Graphic Rewilding, Sarah Hardy, Zach Ove, Amy Jackson, LR Vandy, and florist Yang Skates. But in the middle of all of those was one that definitely needs a mention. As well as a podcast producer, I'm very much a podcast listener. And one of the biggest names in the British podcast world is Adam Buxton. Adam Buxton also went to art school. And I was properly excited to have him on here. And it turned out, when he was doing his third year show, Orlando Broom was in the first year at the same college and went to it. And she was only on the podcast a few weeks previous. How much of a coincidence is that? We had AK47 on episode 132. He's the guy that stole a Banksy, or rather, removed it from the street and reported it to the police station as a found object and waited for it to be claimed. And, cl- and claimed it was. Someone stole it out of his garden while he was away. Episode 135 was James Early, who paints and supports the homeless people living on the streets. Stuart Semple was episode 137. That was another one I was looking forward to. That was followed by Maxim out of Prodigy. The next two episodes, 139 and 140, were both photographer and a muse in an exhibition put on by The View magazine. The View magazine helps and supports women who have a lived experience within the criminal justice system. I first came across them about 18 months ago on Instagram. They was doing an exhibition to raise funds with artists like, off the top of my head, I can only remember two, was Anish Kapoor and Sarah Maple. So I contacted them and offered one of my drawings, which sold for a £1,000. I thought that was pretty cool. 
And then they contacted us when they was um, putting on an exhibition called Someone's Daughter, where they've got a number of well-known photographers to take photographs of both women who have been involved with the criminal justice system, like living in it, you know, and those who work within it. So there was criminal lawyers, for instance, photographed next to someone who's just been released from prison. And they asked the Ministry of Arts to do a virtual exhibition for the show, which, you know, obviously we've done. And then just as it was completed, my God, it all fell apart. During this show and the subsequent exhibition at Photo London, they were selling these photographs on an auction site. It was going to get something like £200,000. The integrity of this magazine, or rather those in charge of it, was called to question by a barrister over on Twitter. It was said that the whole thing was fraudulent. The photographers started pulling out, the muses started pulling out. Stories were being written about it in the broadsheets. And that bona fide barrister over on Twitter said that she was certain that the management, which was two different women, were both fictitious and fraudulently created by the magazine's founder. Who it, who it turns out is a notorious fraudster who's on the run in Ireland, fleeing justice in the UK. You couldn't fucking write it, could you? So yeah, the founder, who's on the run in Ireland, is making all sorts of threats to anyone who mentions this, including my good self and several other of the photographers and muses. But everything I've just stated is in the public realm, so crack on. But it was a pity because it very much marred a beautiful exhibition. It was great portraits by amazing photographers. Episode 144, we had Madeleine Kessler, the architect who created the British Pavilion in the Venice Biennale. How bloody cool is that? Then we had the amazing factory project, which was episode 145. This was an exhibition by Thorpe Stavery that was open during the freeze week, where I had the opportunity to create an artwork as part of the Skip Gallery and the Ministry of Arts featured as part of Gallery Number no. 32's exhibition. Now we get into the last dozen or so episodes. Episode 149, Dr. Jasmine Predecito. That was an episode where many people contacted me to say they've learnt so much by listening to that episode. Episode 150 was Lois Keaton, Performance Art Supremo. And the conversation Rosalind Davis and I had live at the Factory Project featured on episode 151. Ali Rosenberg, 152. That was recorded live at his artist in residency at the Bomb Factory in North London. Ex-Special Forces soldier turned artist was episode 153. That's not a sentence you hear too often, is it? Episode, <laughs> episode 154 was the Liberty Choir, MJ and Ginny. There's two ladies who run a few choirs and they go into prisons to entice the uh, the inmates to join the choir. Man, they were great fun. Then we've got the last few of the year. Pauline Amos, episode 155. Bloody love that conversation. 156, Patrick Colhoun, a man whose ceramics I fell in love with as soon as I saw him. He makes these ceramic CCTV cameras. They're absolutely stunning. Charlie Peters. What a great conversation that was. And the last of the year was Sam Haynes, an artist whose work I had discovered in 2021 and wanted to find out more about it as soon as I saw it. But if you are a new listener and you want to know which episode to listen to from 2021, I know it's biased, but go listen to episode 100. I know I sound a little bit like a lovey, but it was a good, honest, fun podcast 
and I inadvertently gave the listener a fair bit of my heart, you know. But to listeners new and old, thank you very much for your support during this year. It's been a hard year for all of us. And I hope me rabbiting in your ear all once a week has um, raised a little smile every now and then. And if you are new to the podcast, go and look at the back catalogue. We've got some amazing stories on there. Definitely something for everyone. Well, 2022, what have we got in store? As I already mentioned on Sam Haynes' episode, on the 3rd of January, on the Monday, we've got Potter Keith Brimer-Jones. He's one of the judges on the Great Pottery Throwdown the TV program on um, Channel 4, which started the evening before on the 2nd. And we've already got about another half a dozen recorded, and a couple more confirmed to record very soon. And those are, in no particular order, ceramicist Carolyn Tripp, urban artist London Police, painter and podcaster John Dalton, another ex-military man turned artist David Tovey, we're just looking for a date that suits both myself and Dion Kitson to record. And just a couple of weeks ago, on the same day, I recorded two episodes with both Camille Walala and Jester Wiles. And also confirmed, but not yet recorded, is ceramicist Claire Partington, the man of many words, Robert Montgomery. We're just finding a date for Elizabeth Prentice. And bearing in mind, these are all off the top of my head. If there's anyone else, I do apologise if I've missed you. But saying that, if there's anyone else you'd like on, by all means feel free to drop me a line. Many of the artists we've had on here have been via recommendation. And as it states on the bottom of our logo, this is possibly the most inclusive art podcast out there. So no creative involved in the arts is too big or small. Happy 2022, guys. And thank you all for your support. Well hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast, or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Anything is appreciated, but either way, thanks for listening, and until next week, ta If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.